It's time for this week's edition of the Virtual Bible Study. The Virtual Bible Study is a live, internet-owned, dedicated to the honest study and discussion of God's Word. Do you have a question about something in the Bible? Or are you simply interested in learning more about the Scriptures? If so, we hope you'll stay tuned tonight as we look into the pages of God's Word. The Virtual Bible Study time each week by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. You can participate in the discussion tonight by calling 931 381 Four five six seven, or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com. We hope you'll take out your Bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of God's Word on this edition of the Virtual Bible Study. And we welcome you into the Virtual Bible Study for Thursday, December 29th, 2016. Thank you for joining us on the program tonight, last program of 2016. Time flies when you're having fun, they say. Yeah, my, my name is Jacob Gwynn. My father, Greg Gwynn, is here. Hello, Dan. Jacob, great to be with you. Good to be with you as well, and uh, look forward to uh, hearing from our listeners tonight over the phone at 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com, and also in the uh, chat window below your on the live feed tonight. Uh, you might, if you're watching us live, you might give us a comment on our audio quality, lots of uh, maneuvering and finagling yeah tonight, and and it looks like we're just getting uh, we're not getting out of stereo i think we are we're getting it out we just can't hear it but uh, oh, yeah, oh, so. oh we're getting out but we can't hear it yeah, so. but i think we're i think we've made good good progress here but uh, some last minute configuration so let us know how we sound on the other end tonight. all right uh uh, before we get into our study for tonight, Jacob, uh, probably last chance we'll have to uh, give a little hype to our 2017 Bible reading calendar. Yes. Um, uh, we do this every year. I think this is that we've been doing this. We've got a calendar that we really like. It's a five-day-a-week reading schedule. It'll get you through the whole Bible in, in a year. Uh, gives you a couple days a week to catch up. If you get behind, we really like it. It's chronological in its layout. Uh, if you'd like a copy of it, if you'd like a hard printed copy of it, send us your uh, U.S. Postal Service address to questions at collegeview.com. Send us an email. Say, please send me a Bible reading calendar. We can get it in the mail to you right away, and you won't be more than a day or two behind mm-hmm. uh, if you get that to us right away. Or uh, you can go to our website, and on the home page of collegeview.com is the 2017 Bible reading calendar, and you can... Pick it up right off of the website. You go there every day and get your assignments. You can print it off. You can do whatever you want right off the website. All right. So check it out. If not already, go ahead and look on our website to get started. You won't be able I had to get somebody it. who tried to get to that calendar on the website and found out that we we uh, didn't have it upright, didn't have the link upright, and it wasn't working. So I'm glad somebody gave me that feedback, and we've got it fixed now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, good. Uh, so you want to go ahead and get that downloaded so you can get started on January 2nd. Uh, but uh, go ahead, and we can get that hard copy in the mail to you. you got to a couple different avenues there. Yeah, yeah. So you had it on the sign-out front, too. We got it on any the sign-out. Any calls out. on that? No, I haven't got any local calls. No, I, I think people write down the phone number or something, maybe. They'll get it. Maybe they'll get it. All right. Uh, looking forward to hearing from you on that Bible reading calendar. If you'd like a copy, uh, please let us know. All right. Uh, one other thing we might mention, especially to our listeners in the Middle Tennessee area, we've got a meeting coming up, just a two-day meeting, a Saturday-Sunday meeting, January 28th to 29th, we'll be talking about it more as we get closer. Ken McDaniel from Springfield, Illinois, uh, with lessons especially uh, directed toward our young people, but we're asking everybody to come. It's it's not just a young people's weekend sort of thing, uh, but the lessons will especially target young people. Saturday the 28th at 4 p.m. in the afternoon and 7 p.m. that night, and then our regular time, Sunday morning, 9.30, 10.30. And at 2.30, we'll have our afternoon service at 
And Ken's going to update us on the work that he's doing in Springfield, Illinois, trying to get a new church started there. And uh, he's doing some really good things and using some uh, uh, social media and other means to get the word out. And uh, we want to hear how he's doing that. And so uh, we look forward to that at 2.30 on Sunday. All right. So make plans for you there. It's uh, certainly if you uh, maybe you can't come on a Sunday. How about that Saturday? Four and seven. Four and seven. Yeah. yeah be there for that. And especially tell the young people because his lessons will be targeting them and their service to the Lord. Okay. All right, next program tonight. Before we do, though, Kyle is behind the boards. Kyle, thank you for being here tonight. It's always good to be here. Looking forward to hearing from you, too, as yeah. we go along during the program. Dad, you sent, you've got a, a pretty uh, a good topic, I think. Well, uh, we did, our update this week was a little different. By the way, get on our update list. Send us an email to questions at collegeview.com. Just say, put me on the list. We'll do it. You'll get our updates about midday on Thursday, telling you what we're going to talk about that night. And... Uh, uh, our update this week was a little different. We usually ask some questions. This week we didn't. We just gave you a link to a Gallup poll survey, uh, historical religious trends uh, that the Gallup people have put together. I thought it was real interesting. And we're just kind of going to go through this poll, uh, talk about it, talk about some of the rather surprising uh, findings, um, see what people are turned on about turned off about what people believe what they reject uh it's interesting just from a societal point of view to see where our society is heading but also it might give us some insights as to things we need to do to more effectively reach out to lost people uh people who are you know the term these days is the unchurched yeah the unchurched and i don't know who made that word up uh, but anyway it's talking about people who don't go to church who who don't have a, a religious connection and uh, uh, obviously what's happening right now is not good because those numbers are increasing constantly so something needs to change and we'll, maybe we can talk about that as we go along i put in the chat room jacob uh i put in a link uh, to this gallup poll um you all who participate in the chat room cannot add links. That's kind of blocked because we had a little trouble one time in the chat room of people putting right. some stuff in there. If you try to put a link in, it won't work, but I can as an administrator. And so I have put that link in, and you can go to that if you want to and follow along with us. Uh, uh, we're not going to, it's a long, it's a long document, 26 pages long. We're just going to highlight parts that maybe about, we'll look at about half of it, uh, uh, parts that we thought were uh, interesting. Okay. Um, all right, and it, it is troubling, perhaps, or you could look at it on the other side of the coin and uh, that it's some good news, but uh, we'll look at uh, that as we go along. Um, but some pretty, I guess, on the on the face of it, some concerning trends that we're seeing here. All right, so we're still we're getting some indication that we got a, a bumpy stream going out. Okay, well, we'll, uh, well maybe we can maybe we can uh, work on it. All right, yeah. All right, so we're going to look at the Gallup poll, uh, historical trends in religion. Uh, first of all, uh, the first question in the survey that we want to look at is the very first one in the survey. How important would you say religion is in your own life? Very important, fairly important, or not very important at all? And the percentage of people who said that religion was very important to them has gone down, I think, as you probably could imagine. Back in 1992... Uh, 58% of Americans said religion was important to them. It got as high as 59%, but now is at uh, an historic low of only 52% of Americans say that religion is really important in their life. So basically just feel like religion is important to them at all, uh, which is a bad thing, I think. Uh, uh, 
what is important to people? If, if serving God is not important, then what is important? And whatever it is that people might say is important to them is temporal, fading, yeah. uh, not going to last. Yeah. People in America paying primary attention to things that are, are temporal in nature. Uh, that, and that, that's empty. And, uh, that certainly is, uh, concerning. Yeah. In Mark chapter 8, verse 36, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Uh, those are rhetorical questions. You know, we always talk about rhetorical questions. Are the answers so obvious you don't even have to give them? And Jesus didn't even bother to give the answer because it, the answer was obvious. You wouldn't profit anything if you gained the whole world and lost your soul. If you were, if you were able to have all the riches of the world, nobody's ever achieved that. But if you could, and you traded that for your soul, you'd be making a bad trade-off. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing that you could give in exchange for your soul. But what we've got here, Jacob, is indication that half of Americans are making that trade-off, apparently. The, Jesus said in Matthew six nineteen, Lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Uh, a lot of people are laying up treasures on earth, apparently. Uh, well, 48% at least yeah, yeah. are focusing on, on that. Yeah, and this is not saying anything at all about what kind of religious pursuits the ha- the half that says it is important to them. We don't we don't know what they're doing. This this part of the survey doesn't say. But they're but but almost half are saying I don't care about religion at all. It's not important. We know to me that at all. there's a problem there. Yeah, yeah. The other part is undetermined, but yeah. we know there's a problem here. You know, and you look at that. That's, that's shocking. That's concerning. But that tells us there's a lot of opportunity in the world. We think that uh, the, the, you know. There's Good point. You, do you ever hear the old story about? Uh, uh, this is an illustration been around for years, Kyle. Uh, this shoe uh, company sent, sent a couple salesmen out into uh, a real rural area. This was way back when guys went door-to-door selling shoes, you know, and, and they went into a region of Appalachia, sent two guys in there, and the first guy uh, sent a telegram back to his boss and says, this is terrible, no luck, I'm coming home, nobody here wears shoes. Uh, and, but then he got a telegram from the other guy and it's great. It's wonderful here. No one wears shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it's, it's how you look at it, right? Uh, and, and so the fact that people are not religious is probably an, an indication, as you say, is an opening for us. Yeah, it is. All right. Uh, certainly, uh, uh considering sad trend, uh, that, uh, that many people would have such an empty and, uh, and vain life that, uh, they're not even concerned about things that are religious. Yeah. Uh, Philip in the chat room makes a point. Uh, besides the term unchurched, I've heard that people today, at least a portion of them, consider themselves spiritual but not religious. That—that uh, that is, I, I've heard that too, Philip, and I think it's just a crazy distinction. An oxymoron. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I think we did a, 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 a um, virtual Bible study episode one time, Jacob, on a guy had put out a video. I love Jesus, I but, I, but I hate religion or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, and, and you can't draw that distinction. That's not, that's not distinguishable from a biblical point of view. All right. Uh, we have a break coming up, but how about one more of these uh, trends as we go out? All right. Uh, I just thought one thing that was in, uh, and this is an old part of the survey. It goes clear back to 1948. So this is, Almost 60 years, no, almost 70 years, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, of, of data. And it just shows what percentage uh, of, of Americans are Protestant. Catholics, the percentage of Catholics in America has stayed almost steady. In, in 1948, 22% of Americans were Catholic. In 2015, 23% of Catholics, so almost the same. Right. But notice this. 
1948, 69% of Americans were Protestant. Now only 38% are Protestant. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, and the percent that is, no, that are nothing went up from 2% in 1948 to 17% now. Uh, people are just becoming less and less religious. We're, we're living in an increasingly secular society. Yes, we are. Uh, down to 38% that would claim to be Protestant from uh, a high of 69% in 19... Actually, it went up in, in the late 50s to 71% uh, would claim pr- uh, to be in a Protestant uh, denomination, down to 39% in 2015. Again, uh, we would reject the Protestant term, and, uh, and we would not say that those who are identifying as Protestant... Are necessarily doing the right thing. Right. But it's just interesting to see how the numbers are... Are changing in a in a in a negative way, and uh, we need to be aware of, uh, of of these trends and these pressures that they, that could be placed upon us by our society. The external forces that we're seeing could be pushing us all in that direction if we're not careful. Yeah, uh, let's go ahead and get a break. I want to welcome uh, Ken tonight. Uh, he has, says he's listened to almost all of the podcast through Podcast Addict. But it's his first time listening live. Kenneth, glad that you're here and appreciate you listening all those. I didn't even know we were on Podcast Addict. Well, he's found us there and uh, he appreciate him for listening uh, in the podcast. Better yet, though, glad to have him here and commenting in the chat room tonight. Yeah, give us, keep giving us some feedback on our quality. We're getting some indication that maybe we're not getting a good signal out there, but uh, we'll keep working on that. All right. We're going to go to a break, and when we get back, we'll take your go anywhere. The virtual Bible study will continue right after this. Don't touch that mouse. The virtual Bible study will be back right after this. Hello. Hey, Matt. No, I don't have any plans for Friday night. What are you doing? I'll be able to go with you to watch that movie. Because, Matt, the movie is rated R. Hey, why don't you just come over and hang out at my house Friday night? Great. I'll see you there. Be pleasing to God means that you may have to be different than the crowd. But don't be afraid to stand up for what's right. It just might find it is easier than what you expect. A message brought to you by College of Church of Christ. Here's some quotes worth pondering. Confession without repentance is just bragging. Some never find happiness because they're looking in the wrong places. No one is so good that he can save himself, and no one is so bad that God cannot save him. It is right to be contented with what we have, Never with what we are. Man, wish I had said that. Quit checking your email. The commercials are over and the virtual... Take it away, guys. All right, we're back on the program tonight as we talk about trends in uh, in society. Certainly some shocking uh, trends that we're seeing here. Yeah, uh, we're looking at a Gallup poll. If you go to the top of the chat room page, I don't think it has disappeared off the top of the page yet. No, it has not. If you go to the top of the chat, chat room page, you can see the link to the... Uh, Gallup survey that we're reviewing in our in our discussion tonight, and some of these uh, are really old numbers, go 70 years back. Some of them don't have that much. All of them indicate that people are becoming less and less religious in America. The next part of the survey we wanted to talk about was the question, how much confidence do you have in the church or organized religion? Yeah. So how much confidence do you have in the church or organized religion? In percent of the population said they had high confidence, a great deal of confidence in the church or organized religion. Only 7% said that they had very little confidence in the church or organized religion. So get this, 43 were positive, 
7% were negative in their confidence in organized religion back in 1973. So about 35 years ago, so you know, about 45 years 45 ago. 45 years ago. Uh, today, 20 per, only 20% have great confidence in organized religion and 24% have very little confidence in organized religion. You know, you know what I think the problem is that people are putting their confidence in the organization rather than in the Lord himself. Yeah. The organization is made up of people, yes. fallible human beings. Right. And if we put our confidence in men, we'll almost always be discouraged, uh, disappointed, let down. Uh, you know, the Apostle Paul was thinking of this earlier today. When the Apostle Paul spoke to the elders at Ephesus, uh, he said in Acts chapter 20, beginning verse 29, I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves entering the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. Paul saw a, a, a situation in which men would depart. And, and, of course, we keep seeing that that always happens. Our confidence should be in the Lord himself. And, of course, if we put our confidence in the Lord himself, then we'll be determined to do things the way he said to do them. But if we put our confidence in, as as Gallup posed it, organized religion, I think that we're just setting ourselves up for disappointment. Absolutely, we are. Um, it, it's, it's not an excuse that uh, people have organized the religions in ways that are fallible. And they're not an excuse for men not to be what they should be. But uh, your, your trust and your confidence can't be in those organizations. Have you ever been in a church that didn't let you down? Have you ever, yeah, uh, have you ever been, has, has there ever been uh, a brother or a sister who was perfect and didn't let you down? No, there's never been a perfect person except the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and our confidence needs to be in him. But if we have confidence in him, then we'll be, uh, I, I think we'll be certain that since we have great confidence, ultimate confidence in him, then we'll do his things his way. Uh, and that's what we got to do. You know, I think, though, that this term organized religion maybe has a different meaning than what we uh, assume. I did some research on this and, and what some people are writing about this idea of organized religion. People are putting organized under this umbrella of organized religion any group that sets standards for how we should live. We're not set standards, but expects standards to be met. For a big one now is homosexuality. If a religious organization says homosexuality is wrong and we are not permit this in, uh, with, in our group, our body, then folks are saying, well, that's organized religion. I don't have any confidence in them because obviously homosexuality is okay in my mind. I want to be able to make up the rules. And if organized religion, I don't want some organization telling me what's right or wrong. I just want to make up my own rules. Yeah, and so uh, I don't have any confidence in them. I want to make my own way because yeah. I don't like to submit to anybody who tells me what's right and wrong. They're, tell, they're, they're applying a standard that I don't agree with. Now, hopefully that standard is the word of God, not some kind of creative. But uh, regardless, I just don't want to submit to what someone yeah. might say. Yeah, I think that's right. But, okay. Uh, so some some of that, I think, as, as you're suggesting, I think there's probably a two-edged sword. Part of the problem is what these groups are doing, but part of the problem is this uh, mindset that's so prevalent. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Let us know your thoughts, 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. Yeah. Um, the next part of the survey asked... Uh, 
what do you believe in? How much do you believe in these different things? Uh, how many people in America believe in God? In 01, 90% of people believed in God. Just 15 years later, in 2016, only 79% believed in God, which I thought was a pretty dramatic drop. You know, a huge a, drop. An 11% drop in just 15 years. If that continues, then Bible, I mean, uh, God believers, even people who just in the very general Theist. sense believe yeah. in God, yeah. uh, are pretty soon if that kind of a trend continues. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's incredible. Yeah, so from, from 01 to 2016, the percentage of Americans who believe in God dropped from 90% to 79%. Dropped 11 points. Dropped, uh, it's dropped seven of those points in the last, uh, what, uh, eight years? Nine years? Yeah. Nine years. So it's, it's dropping fast. Yeah. Now, I thought it was interesting to contrast that with people who believe in the devil. Uh, 01, 69% of Americans believed in the devil. Uh, t- uh, in 2016, 61% believed in the devil. So there's never been as many people who believe in the devil as there are who believe in God. Uh, but he's got more, he's, he's holding his numbers his, better. His numbers are holding up better, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of interesting. But, you know, I just thought that he's in contrast that you can believe in God. Uh, so, so let's take most current numbers. 79% of people believe in God. But only 61% believe in the devil. I don't see how you can do that. If you believe in God, you gotta believe in the devil. Titus chapter 1 cannot lie. And God's word tells us there's a devil, a real being, yeah. uh, identified as Satan and the devil. And so how could you say you believe in God, but you don't believe in the, you don't really believe in God if you don't believe in the devil, because God tells us about the devil. Yeah. Seems like, uh, well, Kyle, if God says there's a devil, you don't believe in God. Bye. Nice. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, Logic. it's one, one without the other. You have to have both of them. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, somebody who's probably doing better than, than those two, their numbers are down a little bit, but n- not as much. On 79% of people believed in angels, and now 2016, 72% believe in angels. So the drop, there's a drop there, but not as dramatic a drop. Um, you know, there's been, TV shows and stuff that they really highlight the idea of angels and guardian angels and all that sort of. And there's there's some sort of mystique or or appeal to the idea of angels. Um, I mean, certainly the Bible teaches there are angels. If you believe in God, you believe in angels because God tells us about it too. Uh, but I I think there's kind of a uh, a mysticism about angels and and people are not you get the idea people are not real thoughtful they're not really thinking all this through but they, it's more emotional maybe yeah um, I'm seeing a trend here and uh, and something that ought to dictate in our, our preaching we'll go on here you've got some more statistics about beliefs but you're, you're seeing a need here for fundamentals yeah and, you know I think the church has been fo- a lot of folks in the religious world have been focusing on the touchy-feely, the self-help, the, um, you know, how can you be better in business and how can you be more successful at this and that? And and the social, tr- we need to get back to the, the fundamentals. There is a God because that's under attack and, and we're seeing people who are saying, okay, well, maybe there's there's not a God. Yeah, I, I really do think that we're not emphasizing that sort of thing enough because we're hearing, especially uh, young people who are, Growing up and abandoning their belief in God. That's always been a problem because the secular educationalists in our society really pound 
young people who believe in God, they really pound on them and just thre- yeah. threaten their faith all the time. But we're probably not doing a good enough job of equipping our young people to be able to stand. Yeah. I mean, what are they doing in the in the denominational groups that have the children's church and the youth retreats and lock-ins? And they're not teaching people what they need in order to be. I mean, it's fun and frolic, but it is not spiritually edifying. I- Whitewater rafting, canoeing, and yeah. camping yeah. with the youth. Well, fine, but am I learning anything about God? No. Apparently not. Well, but, we're, but 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 these groups are spending lots of money and lots of effort and making religion just about a party and about God and serving Him and doing what He wants and learning more about Him. It's about well, what can I do that interests me and what's fun? It's all about me. And well, the longer it's all about me, then we can get God all the way out of this picture. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe, let's, let's grab the, just the end part of this survey. In O, uh, talk about heaven. In O one, eighty three percent of Americans believed in heaven. Twenty sixteen, only seventy one percent. So that uh, belief in heaven, but that, I suppose that would be connected, related. You know, if you're not believing in God and the devil and angels, then you're certainly not going to believe in heaven yep. and hell. Back in O one, seventy one percent believed in hell. 2016, only 64% believe in hell. But yeah. all kind of illogical distinction. If if there's a heaven, there's a hell. Uh, but that's always been true that people want to believe in heaven, but they want to reject the idea of hell. Um, and that's a real interesting study. A, we've, that, uh, we've done that with, with that Joshua Bell. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, there is no hell. We did a hope was teaching on that. Which I think he's even he's gone farther off the reservation. There, I haven't followed. Oh him. yeah, he's totally uh, dis- denounced. I think any kind of organized religion, mainly over the issue of homosexuality. But uh, yeah, he's uh, way out there now. Yeah, uh, well, farther way out. He was, he was always way, way out. out. Yeah. And just one quick scriptural argument here. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 46, Jesus, in the last half there of, of uh, Matthew 25, judgment scene, the separating of the sheep and the goats, and I think people will remember that text. But at the end of that, as he's depicting the judgment scene, he says, These shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. So there's going to be a judgment. The, the sheep and goats will be separated. The faithful and the unfaithful, the righteous and the unrighteous will be separated. The unrighteous are going to go to everlasting punishment. The righteous to life eternal. But what's real interesting there now, I'm reading the King James Version here, and it uses the word everlasting punishment and life eternal. Original. That's the same word. The, the, the word that describes heaven, life eternal, is the same word that describes Hell, everlasting punishment. It's the same word. And so it's got to mean the same thing. If heaven is forever, hell is forever. If heaven is real, hell is real too. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and get a break. And when we get back, we'll continue the trends. They're not headed in the right direction uh, in order to what we would view as the right direction. We'll get your thoughts uh, about this. We'll take a break, get this to the discussion on the other side. Don't go anywhere. The virtual Bible study will continue right after this. Enjoying the virtual Bible study? Email a friend during this break and tell them to join in on the discussion. There's more exciting Bible study after this commercial. This is Greg Quinn with this week's bullet point. Traveling in a foreign country is an enlightening associated with the experience. Things we consider normal are regarded as very odd there and vice versa. Traditions, customs, lifestyles, clothes, and so forth are often very different. Language barriers are always a big problem. And the food, wow. Things we would regard as inedible and disgusting are sometimes viewed as fine delicacies in those places. 
We make this point simply to emphasize the obvious. When you're a stranger in a foreign land, the things there seem odd to you, and you appear odd to the native people. For this reason, we often say, quote, cult. There's a spiritual application to these observations. As the people of God, we are described as, quote, strangers and pilgrims here in this world, 1 Peter 2, verse 11. As such, we must realize that we operate on a much different set of norms. People of the world will often dress, talk, and act in what should be odd to us. On the other hand, worldly people will see us as being very peculiar, or at least they should. We're different. We don't do things the same way they do. We don't think and act as they do. If we begin to feel too comfortable with the ways of the world, if we begin to adopt around us, then we have lost the unique identity that the Lord wants us to possess. He warns us, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world, 1 John 2, verse 15. We need to be like the great heroes of faith who, quote, confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth, unquote. And like them, we should, quote, desire a better country that is a heavenly, unquote, Hebrews 11, verses 13 and 16. So, Christian, where is your country? Where is your home? That's this week's bullet point. Think about it. Hi, I'm 11 years old, and I love listening. Share your comment with the world. Call in now and be a part of the virtual Bible study. Now, back to the program. We're back on the program tonight. Reminding you, this program is brought to you by the College of Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Find out more about us by visiting our website, thevirtualbiblestudy.com, where you can also feed in calendars. We've been telling you there, thevirtualbiblestudy.com. Dot com. We're talking about trends in organized or, or in religious thought today in our Historical society. Trends, yeah. Historical trends, uh, yeah. From the Gallup poll people. Um, had a couple of good comments back up just a little bit from uh, uh, Philip. He says, this data reflects the moral decay in today's culture and society. With unwed mothers, homosexual relationships, abortion, rise in violence in its various forms, it's a moral free-for-all. I think it's right, sadly. I think, And we're trying to raise our families in that, which is a, is a scary thing. He mentions Isaiah 5, verse 20, Woe to them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. I guess we uh, that, that's a great verse to link in. And I, what we can say is, although they're not new problems, God's people have always been facing that sort of thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, it, it's a, You know, you look at these numbers, uh, 52% say that religion is very important in their life. Majority, right? Barely. There's no right, according to what Jesus said, that, that narrow is the way, straight is the gate. So he says it's going to be a minority. You can't, that 52%. Can't those 52%? Some of those 52% are some of these same people who are saying they don't have any confidence in organized religion. They, they have people who say it's important to them are also saying that they're rejecting what's being done religiously in our world. So you've you got to wonder, is it any worse or better as far as percentages go? Have the faithful declined? Well, you can't tell from these numbers. All right, so let's let's move uh, let's move on and catch a couple more aspects of this Gallup poll survey of historical trends in religion. Here's another question about organized religion, and and we already talked a little bit about organized religion, but here's the the influence. What do you think about the influence of organized religion in society? Back in 01, 17% said they were satisfied with what organized religion, how it was influencing things, and 11% said they were dissatisfied. In 2016, 13% said they were satisfied, 18% 18% said they were di- very dissatisfied. So the, 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 the numbers, people who think the influence of organized religion is good going down. People satisfied with the influence of organized religion going up. Um, 
I would argue, Jacob, that this just basically tells us what organized religion is doing is not working. It's not working. It's not working. Um, I don't know. You put that, though, with the next trend, and you're satisfied because in a positive way or satisfied in a negative way. Yeah. Go ahead and cite that next. The next one is, would you like to see organized religion have more influence in this nation, less influence, or keep its influence? Uh in 2001, 64% were totally satisfied. That went down to 53. But the numbers have increased in those who are dissatisfied and want less influence. So it's gone down from tw- gone from 12% up to 20%. So the people want less influence of religion on our society today. Yeah. And so maybe they're not happy uh, and they're not satisfied with the influence of organized religion because it's. There's too much influence, perhaps. Possible. Uh, but I, I was thinking, you know, this, the, and, and Gallup doesn't have really a, a lot of old data on this part of the survey. It only goes back to 2001. It's only about 15 years ago. It's gone down. It's gone down pretty dramatically in, in just a 15-year period of time. Uh, impression of the influence. Uh, and I would, I would have to assume that's the, the positive influence, influence for good that religion is having on society. Maybe, would you assume maybe, that? Maybe, maybe. Uh, What's changed? Well, I think religion, we talk all the time on the virtual Bible study about how these different religious groups do all sorts of things that are absolutely not authorized in the scripture. They're, the religion that you see in America today, the, 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 the vast majority of it, is not anything at all like what you read about in the Bible. Absolutely. But it's also not anything like what it used to be just a generation ago. Yeah. Uh, it's become way more emotionalism, way more Entertainment value, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta you gotta have your uh, 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 Christian uh, rock band. You you gotta have your your uh, light your show, light show. Yeah, you gotta have all the special effects. You yeah. you gotta put on a show. But what these numbers I think are telling us is that's not working. People are going away in big numbers. When, when did more? When in, in what time frame and it, uh, did people have more? confidence in organized religion and were more involved back when people were doing things more biblically the the it seems to me that the more that religion moves away from its biblical basis the less confidence people have in it, the less involvement people have in it and the farther they get away it gets away from its divine charter you know the uh, the idea you know give me that old time religion maybe that's maybe that's part of the message here people people need that People need just teaching. They don't need just to have uh, uh, an entertainment event. A, a country club or a rec, rec center, if that's what you're looking for, you can do a lot better. Hey, listen, if I'm wanting a rock concert, I can go to better places than church to see that. Yeah. You know, uh, if people are partying and, and having better parties, other places. Uh, churches are trying to compete in an arena that they're ill-equipped to, to compete in, and but they're losing. Not they're even, losing. And that's not talking about the scriptural no, authority right. for it. Right. That's just talking on logically. Yeah. Uh, it's, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. You're, you're selling out, shifting your emphasis from what's important to these things that aren't important, and you're doing a very bad job of it. Yeah, and people are going away. Right. In general, people are going away. Well, because when you, when you lower the, what the church is to just being an entertainment, then you've got really no grounds to stand on, right? Yeah. You've got you what you what you bring to the table is uh, very very shallow. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, of course, we keep stressing. We always stress on the virtual Bible study. 
Colossians 3.17, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of, we believe that expression clearly means by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yep. We've got to have authority for what we do in religion. And, and so much of what modern religion pursues is no authority, there's no authority basis for it at all. Right. But I'm going to tell you, if we got back to doing things the way the Bible says to do them, people will see that that's beneficial. I, uh, the the gold the so called golden rule that Jesus taught the Sermon on the Mount Matthew seven would be also unto them uh, do unto others we've said it so simply do unto others as you'd have others to do unto you the golden rule I remember years ago uh, on an early trip that some of us made to the Soviet Union teaching a group of college students in Moscow and several evenings just reading through the Sermon on the Mount and commenting about the principles that Jesus set forth in the in the famous Sermon on the Mount. And at one point, uh, the fellow stopped, uh, the fellow who was with us, the preacher stopped and said, and he was talking to a bunch of college students officially raised as atheists. They, they, they didn't just become atheists, they were trained to be atheists. Atheist. And, and he said, what do you think the world would be like if everyone lived like this? And those young people could say, it'd be a wonderful place. And so here's these trained atheists in Russia, and you ask them, what if people lived just like the Bible says to live? Even they could see, this would be a wonderful world to live in. The the influence of the re- true religion of our Lord Jesus ultimately positive. And the reason why people are not having great confidence in the influence of organized religion is because organized religion has gone away from uh, the the biblical basis and the authority the of the scripture standard. okay so you think you would place uh, <coughs> the reason for that then that people want less influence because religion is not it's not working it's not working do you think any of that has to do with the fact that people just don't like what religion's all about that the the the, 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 the true standard well right. like you said earlier uh you know, if you're going to t- if you're going to teach against homosexuality, then I don't want any of that. But I think I think we're reaping the harvest of the fact that we didn't teach about it scripturally 50 years ago. Right. You know, and so now a generation has come up who have not learned that this is a, is 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 uh, against the will of God. They, they don't even care for God. Why would they care what His standard is? I think, yeah, now now it's sort of snowballing. There's several factors coming together, but it all goes back to the fact that people abandon the basic belief in God and His in His will. All right, eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven questions at collegeu.com. Lots of uh, issues and factors that go into that. Uh, shall we get one more before our break? All right. Uh, here's the question. How important would you say religion is in your own life? Now, uh, we really we really dealt with that a little bit at the very outset. But yes. here's a little bit more information on how it's declined. Uh, 1992, 58% said religion was very important in their own life. Now only 52%. And uh, maybe an equally stunning number. In 92, 12% said religion was not important in their life. Now 22% do. So we kind of talked about that earlier. We did. But uh, you, there's interesting here. There is, was also a, a, an option for fairly important. That number is 79% in 92 to 26% in 2015. That tells us those who are lukewarm about religion, pretty much unchanged. Yeah. Uh, but those who are, think it's very important, has gone down significantly. 
and uh, those who say it's not very important has gone up significantly. One problem you see here is no opinion. I don't know how you have a don't have an opinion about yeah. is it important to you or not. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. There are apparently at least one percent of the people who say that. Yeah. You know, uh, again, this probably indicates we're not teaching what the Bible says. Jesus Jesus taught that. Uh, God and his kingdom must be first in our lives, Matthew 6.33. And if we're not going to put it there, then, you know, if 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 religion wasn't going to be very important in my life, then I might as well just quit because Jesus' lukewarm approach or this not me attitude won't get the job done. You might as well just quit altogether. All right. Let's get a break. We'll get back. Do you happen to be a member of a church or a synagogue? Those numbers are shocking as well. And uh, tell us something about uh, the trends of our society, about whether or not it's important to be a member of a church. We'll talk about that and get into some more of these results. We'll go one more break and go to the top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. The Virtual Bible Study will continue right after this. Are you listening? There's going to be a test on this stuff. Stay tuned. The Virtual Bible Study will be right back after this. I'm Tom Goodall, a member of College View Church of Christ. Do you have a question about what has been said on the virtual Bible study tonight? Perhaps you disagree with something that was said, or would just like more information about what you've heard. If so, we'd love to hear from you. Please contact us with any questions or comments that you might have. Email us at questions at collegeview.com, and we can discuss any of your questions or comments with you privately or over email. Or if you would like to speak with someone in person, call us at 931 381 Four, five, six, seven. Our promise to you is that we'll do our very best to give you anything that we do or to do so in a loving manner. So if you have any questions or comments about our program tonight or any Bible subject, email us at questions at collegeview.com or call 931-381-4567. Thanks for listening to Bible Study, and we hope to hear from you soon. We're tracking the trends on the virtual Bible study. Poor is a relative term. The U.S. Census Bureau reports that there are nearly 40 million Americans below the poverty level. However, among these poor, 40% own their own home, 60% have air conditioning, 64% own a car, 50% have a microwave, and 91% have a color TV. We live in a prosperous time and place. Let's be grateful and let us use our abundance to his glory. That information is via Pope It Helps. The Word of God says in Colossians 3, verse 15, God rule in your hearts, to the which also you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Broadcasting around the world with truth that are out of this world. The virtual Bible study. Take it away, guys. We're back on the program tonight, going to the hour, talking about trends in our society. Religious trends by Gallup. Yep, and uh, the, the trends are somewhat disturbing. This one is especially disturbing. Yeah, here's one of the most dramatic drops of all, and this this covers about what about a almost 25 year period of time from 1992 to 2015. Do you? Are you? Do you happen to be a member of a church or a synagogue? Now, this is talking about trends in America. Back in 92, 70% said yes. In 2015, only 54% said yes. So, uh, you know, this, again, uh, to me, I, I think the biggest takeaway I'm seeing in all of this is people just not liking what they see out there. They're not, they're not liking the options that are available to them. What what organized religious groups are doing is not appealing to the masses of people, and they're and they're going away. And I think, but what I think is happening is the it's, it's a vicious cycle because then these religions trying to offer something different, yeah, and and then that just satisfies them less. They go away more, and so I, I think it I think it's 
and reflects the attitudes of society, but I also think it reflects the bad approach of religious groups in their efforts to try and attract people. They're losing the battle. That is a, that's an interesting. I see that it's a a reflection on the fact that our society views membership in a church as not something that's all that important, and we maybe even see it in the church today, uh, in the Lord's church, that it's just not all that important if you're a member of a church. Oh yeah, there's no doubt that people believe that, uh, and and I think that's something we got to really emphasize that, that that the church is not an optional thing. You know, I'm I'm religious. I'm I'm I love the Lord, but I don't go to church. I love the Lord, but I'm not religious. The scriptures do do not allow that kind of division. That, that yeah. distinction is not biblical. God is the one who designed the church as it should be. Now he didn't he didn't design these uh, uh, worldly religious denominations with all the, all that they're doing he, that's not from god but the church that we read about in the bible is from god and is part of his eternal plan in, in ephesians chapter 3 uh verse 10 uh, to the intent now that uh, to principalities and powers in heavenly places might be made known by the church the manifold wisdom of god the eternal purpose which he purposed in christ jesus our lord the church is a part of god's wisdom and a part of his eternal plan and also in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 21, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages world without end. Amen. So, you know, the idea I can, I can, I can be what I want, I, I can be what God wants me to be. And I don't have to be a part of any church. I don't have to go to church. I don't have to ever be involved in re- religious activity at all in, at that level is just wrong. Well, to put it in a term you hear a lot today, community. God expects us to be in a community of believers. Paul, when he came to Jerusalem in Acts chapter 9, he tried to join himself to the disciples, but they were all afraid of him. When he saw, saw it as a priority, when he came to Jerusalem, he joined himself with the group of believers there. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, tells us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves, the assembly of the believers. Uh, we've got to be a part of a, a group of believers. That's just the way that God designed it. Yeah. And for those who in our society say, well, I'm just 54% say I am, 46% say no, it's not that important. Well, there's a problem there. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Um, now, this next this next uh, survey statistic is not too surprising since people are not members of – in fact, what, would, what that last one say, only about half of people now identify themselves as a member of a church. Mm-hmm. So it's not too surprising that people don't go to church very often. In 1992, 34% of people went every week, or at least almost every week. Now only 25% of people in America go to church services every three years. It's dropped from 34% to 25%. Nine points. Uh, and the the percent that never go to church went up from 14%. Ten points. Now, uh, those numbers, you, you've got to think that Gallup is probably doing a pretty good job of getting those survey numbers together because they seem they seem logically to follow. People are not members of church. They reject the influence of organized religion. Well, if that's all true, then they're not going to go to church very often. Yeah. Why Why would they? Yeah. Um, and again, I'm arguing, I, my, big, my big observation in all of this is that the innovations of modern religion are not working. People don't like it. We need to get back to the Bible. Romans chapter 1, verse 16, the gospel of Christ is the power of God unto salvation. It's not indoor fireworks. It's not uh, bull riding, bull riding uh, during church services. It's not uh, Not long ago we, we interviewed the cowboy church uh, yeah. preacher yeah. who 
you know, have rodeo events uh, and, and try to mix that in with church services. It's not about that. We need to draw people with the gospel. They're rejecting all this other stuff. They don't want it. And uh, we, get, we, we need to get back well, to it. Well, just the numbers here, as you said, <coughs> just the pragmatic look at it, it doesn't work. What, what you're doing doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. So, and I don't, and it's not because, well, the church is being more hardline. The church is teaching the Bible more. That's why people aren't, no, because that, that trend we see is very obvious. The church is not being more hardline. The church yeah. is not uh, demanding that we follow the authority of the scriptures. So then what? Well, what? you know, what we didn't see here, and I'm sure Gallup didn't poll it, but what we're not saying is, I don't like religion because the preacher quotes the Bible too much. Yeah. We, didn't, we don't see that. You know, that, uh, I, I think that's a big part of the problem. I'm not a Protestant anymore because they uh, condemn homosexuality. No, they're not. They're, they're condemning unscriptural divorce or marriage. They're, they're, I'm not a Protestant because, I, because their worship is outdated. They're not modern enough for their worship. That's not the case in our religious society today. Yeah. yeah. It, so they're rejecting, as you are, the theory you're building here is they're rejecting because it's not working. So I, I'm, what I'm seeing is that the approach that needs to be followed, of course, we would know this already because it's the wisdom of God. You know, as Paul talked about, the wisdom of God is foolishness with men. Uh, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21, God to save them that believe. What we're seeing is that the wisdom of God is what needs to be pursued. And that's just simple, direct New Testament Christianity. Get rid of all the things that men have. I think it will draw people if we can, if we can get that message out. That's what people really need. And I think, uh, that uh, let's take this next, next statistic. Do you believe that religion can answer all or most all of today's problems? Or do you think religion is old-fashioned and out of date? In 1994, 62% said religion could answer the problems. 21% said no. But now, in 2015, 52, only 52% thought religion had an answer to today's problem. 33% of people said is out old-fashioned and out of date uh now this is a little bit of a challenge to your theory well but i don't think people understand true new testament christianity that when they think religion because that was the question do you believe religion can answer well there's they're looking at religion as it is mainstream religion in america today and they don't think it's an answer they don't think it answers their problems and i think they're probably right that that approach does not answer their problems yeah, well, and as you said, as we, as we noted, mainstream religion today, I mean, it's not because of its teaching on the role of women, divorce and remarriage, homosexuality, style of worship, work of the church, organization of the church, because they're not... They're not teaching that. Yeah, so it's, it's on what they're doing today. It's a good point. Philippians 4.19, uh, Paul said, My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The, the Bible has the answer. We're not getting that message out. Religion in general is not getting the message out. And people are saying, it doesn't do it for me. It doesn't get the job done. All right. And we're close to the end of the program. One more. All right. We've got one last part of this survey that we wanted to uh, look at. Uh, which of the following statements comes closest to describing your ideas about or your views about the Bible? One, the Bible is the actual word of God. It is to be taken literally. Two, it is uh, the Bible is is the inspired word of God, but not everything in it should be taken literally. And three, the Bible is an ancient book of fables, legends, history, and moral precepts recorded by man. Okay, 
where have we gone? Go back to 76. So we're looking at about 40 years of data here, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So in 76, 38% said it's the actual word of God today, or 2014, latest data, 28%. So it from 38 to 20, that it is the actual word of God to be taken literally. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the question is badly worded because we actual word of God, but we don't think it's all literal. We think there's some symbolic of the Bible. So that may, that may be a little bit confusing here. But I, I think what the survey is saying, do you believe the Bible is Actual, literal, should be applied literally. Uh, that number, predictably, is going down. The, interestingly, the part, the, 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 the percentage of people who said the Bible is inspired but should not be taken literally has stayed pretty much the same. Uh, 20, uh, 40 years ago it was 45%, now it's 47%. So that number has stayed pretty much the same. What's scary, though, is the the percentage of people who believe the Bible is just fables and legends is increased from 13% to 21%. That's concerning. But that, that I think, is directly the influence of modernism in our society. Yeah. The modernists have attacked the Bible just viciously, and they've got a lot of people convinced... Yeah, it's not. It's just it's just a book of folklore and, and mythology, right? And you don't have to worry about it. So yeah. they're succeeding in destroying confidence in the Bible. This is this is because this goes to the Bible itself. This is not talking about yeah. what man is doing religiously. This is talking about people's view of the Bible itself. And it's pretty scary when less than a third of of the American population believes that the Bible is the actual word of God and should be applied literally. All right, so it, it tells us that we uh, we started out early in the program saying that we've got to change the way we're teaching and get back to those fundamentals. One of those being the inspiration of the Bible. Yeah, the we, got to, we, we, re, we re, really need to be pushing that. And get away from these uh, self-help and trendy, uh, touchy-feely, emotional emphasis and get to the, the, the real heart of the issue here. There is a God. His word is the Bible, and it has to be taken literally. Exactly. Okay. All right. I thought it was an interesting survey uh, and uh, probably tells us a lot about our society, tells us a lot about the failures of modern religious efforts, uh, and I think really convinces us. When Kyle, uh, we haven't gotten much from you tonight. Um, your thoughts? Oh, I think uh, I think basically one, one viewpoint is that uh, if we have parents that we're teaching your children, to, you're raising them up, uh, with the nurture and admonition of the Lord, teaching them the Bible and reading, just starting, victory start at home, I guess that's the saying you could say. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Just uh, really need to start early and just teach them what the Bible actually says and raise them up right. And I think we need to, we may not change the world, we need to have, because the world they're growing into, the world they're going to inherit is going to be far more liberal even than it is now. So yeah. we need to be extremely prepared. So it's yeah, just, I think that's a really good point, Kyle. We need to, these ought to really alert us to the need to work hard at home. If we can't work anyplace else, we can work at home and, and yeah. ground our own children in the faith. And then the children in the church, we can work with them as well, Kyle. It's, a, it's, a, it's the pressure of our society we're seeing here. The, the, what, the, what the trends will be in our society certainly in, will impact the young people. will impact us if we're not careful. If we allow ourselves to, uh, that's the direction we'll head. So concerning uh, definitely some things to consider. Uh, but, you know, as you said earlier, our light will shine brighter the darker the world is. Yeah. So it's definitely an opportunity for us to influence the world. Yeah. You know, what if it said? What if the survey said 100% of people were members of a church or synagogue? 100% of people were satisfied with religion. 
That'd be that'd be that'd be a difficult way to the world to try and uh, influence. Yeah. If everybody's happy with where they are. Yeah, because we think an awful lot of organized religion is not supported right. by scripture. Yeah. All right. Good discussion, I Dad. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you for being here, helping us uh, get on the air. We'll try to get a better audio signal out there next week. Sorry for the. Sounds good in the podcast. And if you're listening to the podcast, send us an email. Let us know that you're there. Send in a suggestion uh, for a future edition of the video in 2017. Something you'd like to hear discussed, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you in the new year. In the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life, study his inspired word, the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it. Thanks for listening to the virtual Bible study brought to you by the College View Church of Christ. The College View Church of Christ meets at 1618 Hampshire Pike in Columbia, Tennessee. If you are in the Columbia, Tennessee area, we encourage you to worship with the College View Church of Christ on Sunday mornings at 930 and on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. The College View Church of Christ also welcomes you to attend their Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 o'clock. If you have any questions about something that was said on tonight's broadcast or would like more information about the College View, just call 931-4567. That number again, 931-381-4567. Or for more information on the internet, visit collegeview.com. Be sure to tune into the virtual Bible study this time next Thursday for another informative story.